our pleasure to welcome you to your friendly drive-in theatre. For the information of those who are attending the drive-in for the first time, the following hints will make you feel at home and add to your enjoyment. Firstly, if you've not already done so, remove the speaker from the stand and place it in your car. Secondly... Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dead at the Starlight Drive-In. Not the drive-in that you probably went to, but the drive-in we all wanted to, the one of our dreams. Where we would I love go, yeah, where we would all go when we were kids and just watch uh, drive-in movies. And tonight we're going to go with uh, one of the best of the Poe series. And all I gotta say is thank God Roger Corman got bored. I agree. Wholeheartedly. But first we're gonna do some trailers. Go up to like uh thirty one uh, I got it at thirty one twenty four, Steve. Okay, right. we which is a black screen. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 31, I got 31, 36, 16, but still, same place, black screen. And everyone get there, and let's go in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Rated R. Yep. There were two trailers for this movie. One, which is this, which is like, hey, look, this is a badass biker film. And then there were the second one after AIP got the rights to this, after Billy Jack come out, and they tried to sell it as a Billy Jack movie. Yeah. And I like him, the guy who plays the lead biker. He's good. He's just your perfect mean son of a bitch, ain't he? Yes, he is. And if you notice, there's someone who hasn't showed up yet. We're already about 10 or 20 seconds into the trip. Oh, never mind. There he is. God, I hate Tom Laughlin. I hate Billy Jack. I wish they would have kept the original line from the script, but Tom didn't want to say it. Which is, are you planning on fighting me or fucking me? Right. (laughs) I mean, I just like how mean the punches are in this movie. They hurt like a son of a bitch just by looking at them. I mean, you just broke that guy's knee and you feel it. Yeah. The nerve shattering happening on a night to a fear-chilled nightmare. And Jane Russell. Jeremy Slate, that's who it is. Jeremy Slate is the main bad guy. I like him. (laughs) 
That's one of the best shots of the whole movie right there. And they had With to the cut the trailer. I'm... Yeah, and then that's just that. What is it? Oh, this is one of the... They are Yeah, no, this is Eye of the Cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a weird little subgenre in the 70s called the Killer Cat movie. And this is one of the slowest and most boring of them. It's like a, a half-hour Twilight Zone movie stretched out to 90 minutes. I, I, cats are my, my uh, spirit animal, so I, I'm in. Yeah, but this movie is just so fucking boring. I mean, they're making this movie seem interesting in the trailer, but nothing happens. (laughs) You know? I've never seen this one, so I can't tell you. It ain't no Night of the Thousand Cats for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh God! <laughs> You're playing with me, aren't you? <laughs> what they're keeping out is uh, he has a horrible thing, asshole cat. The cat killed her. Oh, okay, that that okay. Just for that, I need to see that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, at least they're not, you know, killer rabbits. Yeah. And this is one of those uh, bizarre, uh, I think, Italian Zoros. Oh, Zoro. This ain't no uh, uh, erotic adventures of Zoro or Zoro the Gay Blade, damn it. Well, you know, there was another Zoro with uh, Alain Delon. Is this this the one with Delon? Yeah. I've seen this on HBO. (laughs) Is it any good? Does it have that sense of fun that the trailer has? Yeah, it does. It, it's not great, but it, but I watched it. I didn't turn it off. Shit. They're playing Donkey Kong. <laughs> yes, they are. Doing. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> It's all stupid. And you know the horses are going, fuck you, as they're going <laughs> yes. over there. That's come on with day long. Oh, God, no. And you said that born losers is bad. 
Just when you open your big mouth, Carl, we get Viva Knievel. The okay, this is not the one with this isn't the one with George Hamilton, right? No, this is the one with Evil Knievel getting his ass kissed by Red Buttons and Gene Kelly. Oh Jesus! Red Buttons, yeah. Why is it that always when the sports star did a movie, they always dragged out Lauren Hutton? I don't know. She's cute. Hey, okay, this movie has Marjorie. Oh, Gordner, okay. It has one save. That's who that is. Gort, Gortner. Okay. Yeah. Come on, it's got Marjo in it. we got to watch yeah. it. Yeah. And can will ride into a hospital in his motorcycle. Oh, this looks really bad. Oh, it is. This is right before Evil gotten all of his uh, interesting dilemmas involving him beating the shit out of a woman, I think. Yeah. But it's got that song. Be like an evil. <laughs> yeah, okay. That looks bad. I've never seen uh, that one. This movie has only one thing wrong with it that makes it just weird and unwatchable to me. What? Sam Elliott does oh. not have his mustache. There's, I there, love I think there's, I, Yeah, what are you going to say? I love this movie. I yeah, freaking but there ought to be a law... There ought to be a law about having Sam Elliott without his mustache in a movie. I love this movie. I like I said, there ought to be a law about no Sam uh, you, mustache. No, no, no. On the, the, Sam poster, the poster is absolutely fucking amazing. The poster. Oh God, is- yeah. Adam Rourke. See, look, that's. Something's wrong is. with that. Yeah, it's called Rainbow Land. <laughs> yeah. I watched this a lot when I was a kid because it was on the local uh, horror show, but this is an incredible. This movie is more batshit weird than it has any right to be. You would think it would be, yeah. you know. And to be honest, it doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of frogs. No. Seriously. And Snake's like, what the hell is this dumbass doing? We all the way over here. (laughs) (laughs) You say that and look, and then all of a sudden a shitload of frogs. Yeah. But that's the only thing that the frogs show up, and that's about the only shots you see of them. Seriously. Except that bizarre <laughs> shot of you with that little kid with that giant ass frog. Yeah. Is the best I, thing about the movie right there. Absolutely. Oh, and here's what I said. Uh, what's sad is one actor from this movie actually got across the board legit great reviews for this movie, didn't they, Carl? Okay, I'm not sure what movie this is. Oh, okay, I know, yes. 
Yeah. That's true. The, but he's not in the fucking trailer. Maybe like two seconds he's in the trailer. Hey, listen, this is probably, if not the best, like in the top three of, 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 of biker films. Yeah. And like I said, and it has, uh, what is the, this is the movie that took Kate the actor we're talking about. And really took him over the top. And of course, he'd been in so many uh, westerns, you know, in supporting roles and all over the place. And he's there. He uh, is. There he is. Bruce Dern. He I love him. The best death scenes ever in this movie. And, and I will say this Nancy Sinatra actually does okay in this film. Who's that dick between them? Oh, I wonder. I think it's a Dick Miller. Yeah. This is one of the best of the biker films. In- oh, easily. Easily top three. They just ruined it. We're seeing three of the best scenes of the fucking movie already. Uh We want to get loaded. Yeah, I want to get loaded. Loaded with what? Popcorn. And plus, this yeah. has one of the darkest nihilistic endings you would even think for a biker film. Absolutely. They live for the know, joys of hell. That's us watching bad movies, Carl. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah, we guess live for the joys MST3K of hell. Guess we're now. What's this one? Oh, oh, I don't know this one. Okay, I got this. You take it. I got this one. One of my favorite films of all time. This is The Magic Christian. Someone just asked uh, to put seven films of Peter Sellers on, 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 on an imaginary marquee, and this is one of them. Ringo Starr, written, co-written by many people of the uh, Monty Python with, who are also in the film. It is just a nasty, nasty, nasty satire, and it's beautiful. And I an amazing fucking, fucking soundtrack. Song. Yes, by Badfinger. Hmm? Do you think words corrupt? I don't know. Let's see. Nipples. Yeah. Nipples. Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And this is the only movie where you will see Yul Brenner and Drag singing the love song to Roman Polanski. I'm, I'm and, just saying. And the best part is Polanski did not know what the hell was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and let's not forget Raquel Welch and a leather teddy and whips, okay? 
which yeah. really helped me during my puberty years. And Spike Milligan. Yeah. This had everybody who was the best of the 70s of British. British comedians. Yeah, comedians. Here it is. If you have never seen this, you have to. This is necessary. There she is. (laughs) Have you ever seen this trailer before? Oh, yeah. And, of course, Christopher Lee as Dracula. And giant asses. (laughs) Home. Hey. And probably the nastiest ending ever. And of course, you know who did did that animation, don't you? Yeah, Terry Gilliam. Absolutely. I knew you'd love that as soon as I seen that here. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Great. They don't Great make film. comedies like that anymore. Sadly. No, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, it's a canon film. This is good. There's only one good actor in this movie. And I want to see if you can get it. This is American Ninja. Originally, Chuck Norris was supposed to be in it. But for some reason, they canceled Michael Dumbass to call. But that's not who I love in this movie. Okay. There he is, Steve fucking James. Nice. Ah, He's the one they should... Well, if you... You've seen American Ninja 2, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen American Ninja 2. A.K.A. Steve James just steals the whole damn movie without even trying. Yep. (coughs) Oh, Steve James. Yeah, you know, there's a guy that unfortunately died too young, and and he was just on the cusp of really getting his well, due. Well, most of the time he was on the cusp, he got his due. First, he got cancer, and it got cured, and he was going to be in the Sam Raimi Mantis television series. And just when the series was about to kick in the gear, his cancer came back, and he died from it that time. Yeah. But Michael Dudikoff was always a fucking dork. There's just no fucking (laughs) And Sam Pistenberg, the best Asian director ever. What is this shit? Oh, there's only one great thing in this trailer. Let's see if you can get it. One thing... And there's one goal about it. I don't even know what this is yet. Iron Eagle. Oh, is this Iron? Oh, well, okay. If it's Iron Eagle, then we know exactly who it is. Who? Well, it's it's two, actually. But, but of course, it's uh, Robert Forster. 
No. Or is it uh, Lou Gossett? Maybe I got it. No. Lou Gossett's good. Uh, Just wait till the music kicks in, damn it. Okay. Now, Iron Eagle 2 is a badass film. Do you remember who stars in that? No. Chiba. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's got Chiba. Yeah. Anything with Chiba. Yeah. This movie is crap except for the... Well, wait. Come on, kick in, goddammit. Here we go. One vision by Queen. Oh, okay. I'm not a big Queen fan, so so for me it's Blue Gossip. Yeah, but it has the funniest ending in their song. He's like, give me, give me peace, give me war, give me, give me fried chicken. Well, Sydney Fury, my my uh, uh, my guy would like that. Dan yeah. Kramer. Oh, and speaking of this, how many times wasn't he almost James Bond? Okay, I don't know who it is yet. It's not. I don't know this at all. Danger out. You know the actor, uh, Zombie Richard. Uh, he was in uh-huh. uh, The Haunting, too. Richard Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always thought that he was one of those up for the James Bond role, but he turned it down. He's American, isn't he? No, he's English. Okay. I don't. I don't know this movie at all. This is one of the James Bond's cash-ins. This is a very, very untapped uh, subgenre, which not too many have been released of, you know. The only bit... Sylvia Sims. Oh, I love Diana Doris. Oh, Harry Andrews, I like too. Oh. Yeah, I don't know that at all. Lucinda. Oh. Well, still Richard Johnson being a badass, so it might be worth watching. But there was a lot of those. Oh, Paplin movies. God, I love these. And this is the what I love better than uh, Steve Reeves. This guy right here. Reg Park. He was the best of the Her- Italian Hercules. God, I, back when I was a kid, I watched every one of these I could find. I loved these. 
Well, do you agree with me that Ridge Park is was really the best of the one? Uh, he was he was really good. I did like Steve Reeves. For me, it's between the two of them. So who who did the Baba? Who you know the Baba Red Hercules Carter. film? Yeah, Hercules. That was Reg. Yeah, he was probably the best yeah. of them then, because Red that's my Park. favorite. Yeah, Reg Park and some uh, British guy as uh, Hades. God, I love okay. these. Yeah, you're bringing me back to my. You're bringing me back to my my being a kid, like oh, six years yeah. old. Oh yeah, they really shoved these out to the drive-ins. I saw these a lot on Chill's Theater. Yeah, still the same TV. thing. If you remember the Chiller yeah. package, was a lot of the AIP films. Exactly. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. I love this. Yeah, here we go, Carl. Harry Dean Stanton. Warren Oates. Pro, you know, arguably Warren Oates' best film he ever did. If you watch the <laughs> the last show we Born did, to win. They, yeah, they have Born to Kill, the bullshit title for this. Now, here, talk about the real film now that the real film's up. This is a brutal film. And I'll tell you this. Whatever possessed Roger Corman to give money to Monty Hellman, who directed this, to make this movie, thinking he would make money on this film? Biggest mistake he ever made. And he even says it's the biggest mistake he ever made, Martha Corman. And yet, it's one of the greatest films of all time. That's because it's Hellman. That's because and it's Warren Oates. Yeah, and what's funny is if you watch the movie, you're rooting for Ed Bagley in that scene, not Warren Oates. Yeah, Absolutely. James Gammon is in this great actress, man. Richard Shule. That's a that that guy whooping his ass at chicken. Yeah. By the way, you're bleeding on your your, your sound a little bit. Yeah. You are man, too. I know. I I got it down to like thirty. We gotta hear something. Yeah, how do you? I how? I mean, yeah, uh, this sums up the movie perfectly. Oh, absolutely! It is a great film. Okay, what the hell is okay. it? Okay. Oh, at this thing! Oh my God, this is so fucking bad. Yeah, this is a movie you watch when you want to go to sleep. I saw this in the theater and fell asleep. 
I'm Take not joking. Freedom. I paid money to go see okay, that. Okay, and that's the end of the trailers for this time. Um, okay. And I never heard any good words about that, except that it has an ending and you don't have to watch it on purpose. Yep, agreed. Agreed. So, so Stephen, before we start Mask of the Red Death, what is the total time that you have? Uh, I think mine's 89 minutes. What's yours? Yeah, 128.47. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure we have the same cut because I've got mine on OKRU and you've got the uh, Blu-ray, right? Yeah. So I'm ready to go when you are. Uh, okay. Well, okay, let me before push we do that, though, before we do that, hold, hold on. Before we do that, let's just make sure that the, uh, uh, they also know you can rent this on Amazon, too. And so you can you rent can it on buy Amazon. a great single disc now from uh, Sh- uh, Shout Factory. Right. So I'm basically right at the Metro Golden Mayor. Yeah. They're the ones who, uh, when AIP went under, they uh, bought up their catalog. Right. But, yeah, this is 1964, which would either put it at the peak time or just beyond the peak time of the pose. I think this came after the first major flop. Did this come after Ligia? I don't think so. No, Ligia was the last one. The first major right. flop was uh, the something casket, the one with Ray Milland. Oh, okay. Yeah, where he was buried alive and you was pissed yeah, off. That he really, That's it. Yeah, premature yep. burial. Gotcha. The one where he was buried alive and you're pissed off that he wasn't killed if you're watching the movie. Exactly. And, and you're pissed <laughs> off it's Ray Miland and not, not not Vincent Price, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is the one where well, they had a co production going on with a British company and uh Roger Corman was bored making the standard pose that he was making. And he had a major crush on a director, which we'll get into once the movie started. To the point where he distributed a lot of his works in the 70s. Right, Carl? Absolutely. Okay, and we're at the MGM thing, and the movie starts in five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, here we go. There's a lion. And he roars. Amen. The lion sleeps tonight. No, sorry. James Nicholson um, at the Mask of the Red Death. I consider this back. to be the best of the pose. 
by the way. Oh, I, I don't know if you too. agree with me on that. Oh, remember, I went to that thing at the drive-in just to see this. And Jane and Asher, the, the, too. Yeah, and the movie that it came out that uh, Corman and fell in love with is something called, uh, what was it? The, I keep forgetting the goddamn title. God help me. The Seventh Seal. Yep. Ingmar Bergman's film. You'll see that all over the place. And I love this with the fog and everything. It almost looks well, black and white, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Now, now the one thing we should make mention of is that the cinematographer is a great filmmaker in his own right. And he started off as a cinematographer, and that would be Nicholas Rogue. Yeah. Who gave us The Man Who Fell to Earth, Performance, uh, so many great films, Eureka. Oh, yeah. my God. And what's funny is now. that uh, Rogue was setting up his shot, and Corman didn't know what the hell he was doing. And he asked me, he said, what the hell are you doing? He's like, come here and look. And boom, <laughs> he like, you know. <laughs> you do whatever you want, man. You know, yeah. I'm in love. I love this part right here. Oh, man. It's never been confirmed, but doesn't that voice sound familiar? Yeah. Absolutely. The rumors are sure. is that uh, Christopher Lee, but it's never really been confirmed or non-confirmed. I don't think it's Christopher Lee. It sounds like him at that age. Somewhat, but I don't think it's him. And there's Christopher Price in one of his best roles. Easily. Easily one of his best roles. Along with uh, Witchfinder General. Uh, uh-huh. Vibes and Theater of Blood. Yeah, Theater of Blood is wonderful, too. Vincent Price is a gay hairdresser in one scene. Wonderful. With an afro. <laughs> well, he plays it. Yeah. Well, if you look, he's playing it pretty fay right here. Yeah. And I love the fact that he is, look at his color scheme on there, gold, he's rich. Yeah. Now, another thing we should mention is that the script to this, based on Poe, was written by Charles Belmont, who's one of the great yeah. writers who who did uh, uh, several um, Twilight Zone episodes. That was one hell of a beautiful pimp backslap there, damn it. Oh, my God. This is gorgeous. It truly and, is gorgeous. Yeah, and and Jane Asher is gorgeous, too. Oh, and that is not... Yeah, Jane Asher uh, is still acting today. 
She's in her late 80s now. And I had a real thing for Jane Asher, man. I've always had a thing for redheads. But, you know, most people gush at Hazel Court in this film. For me, it's Jane Asher. And really, look at her hair throughout the film, and you'll notice something, a little detail Mm -hmm. about it as it gets deeper and deeper into the movie that explains something that most people are confused about. Okay, well, well, I'll keep looking for that. This is I've actually not seen this movie in many years. So and I was speaking very happy of great fucking actors. Patrick fucking McNee, wasn't it like his first big US uh exposure this? I think probably it was. And I'm sorry, it's hard to look at him, even as this, without thinking of, do you like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, finish it, Carl. Do you like the wine? <laughs> the wine? Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Patrick McNee is in uh, 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 Clockwork Orange. He's in so many wonderful films. I love him. Yeah. Haven't you noticed so far that when she first showed up, she was a honey redhead? Yep. And now that she goes in the wagon, her hair is like a little bit shade darker. Yep. I wonder how this really went over in the drive-in back then. I mean, people that love the pole films watch this. Well, I can remember watching this at the drive-in at uh, Riverside, and it's just like bliss. We, you know, when I was, I started at the drive-in in 72. We never did the pole films. Never did the pole films. Well, they were, by the time you hit the drive-in, man, they were all on the on uh, TV. scare package. I forget, what is it? Not the chiller package, but the, I'll just well, call it the scare but, package one and two. Right, but, but all the Poes basically ran together, you know, yeah. by, by early 70s. Yeah, Scare Package 1 was uh, the Poe film. Scare Package 2 was uh, the uh, 70s film. We got the second one. Yeah. I mean, mean, one of the things about this film... Is how gorgeous is it? Okay, Carl, this is a scene you didn't get to see back then. 
How's it feel to finally get to see this scene, Carl? Which you, which didn't get put back it back into the film until uh, the HD restoration and the right. DVD. You're like, well, hey, you don't see much, but you see enough. But I want you to remove it at once and never to wear it within this castle again. And there's Hazel Court. I mean, I remember seeing this a couple of times when I was younger, and and I just thought Jane Asher was like your father and your lover. God, I was in love with her. I was like seven years old. I had no idea what was going on. I think I'm in love with just the bathtub, period. I love those golden swans, damn it. Oh, absolutely. Bitch. Yeah. I will do what I must to save my men. Okay, you're bleeding again. I'm done. No, no, I got it down low. So do I. you <laughs> don't get to see her. Oh, well. I love how he castrates her. How he castrates Pat basically castrates a cut of McNee whenever he shows up on the screen, you know. Yep. I want that clock. Oh, yeah. Agreed. We're starting to see the color scheme of the rooms really start to creep in because there's the blue candles, the green ones, the white. You know, and, of course, the green walls and the gold. Uh, The color scheme to this is really important, and it becomes more and more apparent as the movie goes along. Right now, you're in very, very mild colors. And as the movie goes along, of course, it's called The Red Death. It gets more and more dark and more and more foreboding. Now, is that an actual castle or is that a set? I I I forget. I think it is a castle. Uh, I think it's the same one they used in... uh, Kronos and a few other films. How did you first learn of this story, Carl? Was you hot toad or hot frog? Uh, for me, I had read I had read Poe when I was very very young. I think I started at six or seven. I'm talking uh, no. the tale title of the tale. I always knew it as both. Well, I knew it as the Mask of the Red Death. 
I'm talking about the subplot, you uh, gentlemen. Because right now okay, we're I don't in the what... subplot of the small story of an adaption of Poe's Hot Toad, a.k.a. Hot Frog. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the season. I think I knew it as Hot Toad. Yeah. And uh, this is an actual little person here. And the girl was played by an eight-year-old girl. That's why her uh, voice sounds weird, because they use an adult woman's voice on her to speak for her. And I do love the fact how uh, Corman mixed the two stories. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, uh, that is really Charles Beaumont. That's the writer that did this. Yeah. Not Corman. And I love, how do you love that scene so subtle where he slapped the girl and then uh, if he really didn't look, you didn't see him pull out the knife. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little behind you. Okay. I'm a little behind you. So she, he just slapped the girl. Yeah. But how do you like how subtle that was, Carl, when he pulled the knife out? Yep. Ooh, lavender. Yep. There is only one real difference between the story and the movie, and is that in the movie, if he would have seen the people wearing red in the book, he would have had them killed on sight. Right. God, is she gorgeous. Is it me or is it ironic that we watched the trailer to the Magic Christian before this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the, the interesting thing here is you take a look at everyone and Jane Asher is in white. There is a reason for that. What is white is part as as far as uh, uh, a color is concerned, it's the color of purity. Yeah. If you want it here. Here's, here she is. Come and get it. Yeah. So... I have a question for you. Yeah. Vincent Price as a as a complete fucking villain. This movie or Witchfinder General? Witchfinder General. 
Because at the end of Witchfinder, let me finish. Because at the end of Witchfinder, you're pissed off that what's his name didn't get to kill him. Yes. Spoilers, by the way. Is it me or is this like uh, like almost the same ending as uh, the Magic Christian right here? Yeah. In the Magic Christian, it's the rich that that really really get it. They're they're making fun of the poor. Oh, and here is the rooms. God, I love this. Yellow room. Yep. This is all rogue here. Oh, absolutely. You know, Corman directed this, but it's Rogue who really made this film. Yeah. As I said, I'm about 10 or 15 seconds behind you, so they just entered the yellow room here. Somewhere in the human mind, my dear Francesca, is the key to our existence. My ancestors tried to open the door that brings us from our creator. Creator. Look at look at that. Oh, the purple look room. Look at this gene on on Price's face and and his yeah. hair. I mean I I mean really. They said this. Uh, they said this was the room. Well, not this room, but they said this is this is the black room when they tried to make it because they tried to make it black at first, and it kept coming out like this. So Rogue said, "Let's keep the purple room and keep trying to make the black room." Right. Because no matter how much they tried to make it black. It turns out purple. But you know what? I'm okay with that. White with lilies. But, you know, even if you're trying to make it a black room, the idea that he's got the purple in there and that the colors pop. Yeah. The colors pop. That's what I mean. It's uh, and I do love how they, you know, even he's terrified of the black room. Yes. I'm glad that they hit so close to the way Poe described it in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something. We we think of Vincent Price as the, this horror icon, which he certainly is, who basically did a lot of campy things. You know, and God knows we, 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 we love all those, okay? But I really think he was a, he, he was a great dramatic actor, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
And, and one of the films that, if you haven't seen it, you should look at and find is The Whales of August. Yeah. Uh, where he is, uh, he's near the end of his career. He's very old. He's with uh, Betty Davis and Lillian Gish. And he's wonderful in that and I love how most almost everybody would play him. Uh, Prospero is over the top, and he doesn't. No, he doesn't. There's just this coldness about him. Which I think actually works better. I mean, I've seen this with other actors as Prospero, and, and those films aren't as good. Or you know, but but they do play him way over the Are top. Are you and saying it Oliver really... Reed played a role over the top? Uh, just slightly. <laughs> just a that one bit. Maybe, yeah, that one may be the most over the top version I know is. Uh... It's not nearly as good as this either. Oh, good. It's not. That, 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 that's an understatement. And there you go. Jane first, Jane naked in a white blanket. You know, Dead. she's in the white room, too. Yeah. God, she's gorgeous. And she just so plays it so innocent. And yeah. look at her hair. Yeah. And her lips. If you didn't notice yeah. how her hair and stuff did not get darker in shade of red, you would be confused at the end how a certain character gets into the house. Like I said, I'm still surprised this went over with the driving crowd as well as it did. Well, again, I can't judge that because I didn't see this at a drive-in. I, you know, and I can't really make that, you know, connection. Uh, however, if you look at this film and you watch it. You know this is a really good film. And in many ways, I think this is probably the best that, that uh, Corman ever directed. And he directed some really good ones. Let's not forget Yeah. That. He has also said one of the luckiest things that ever happened to him was the studio giving him, them their uh, one of their basic studio cinematographers for this movie. Oh, yeah. And I cannot underemphasize the effect that Nicholas Rokon had on this film. Yeah. Now, I think this was the only one that he photographed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you was an art film scene from back then, you would definitely be able to catch all of the Bergman references. Yeah. 
And we can't underestimate it either, can we? No. How they how they set up this thing where she goes in and out of frame and something uh, uh, obscures her 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 body for a little bit. That's very Bergman like. Yeah. And something comes into the forefront. Wasn't that one of his most uh, popular films over here, The Seventh Seal? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. There's the purple room. That's coming. Like I said, I'm about the hardest 10, thing about filming in the black room was uh, getting it lit. Because if you can imagine it just sucks up the light. Mm-hmm. God, look at those curtains. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, and that window. And that's the, how they compromised just to be able to light the damn thing. Yep. Boobies. I mean, yep. boobies. Oh, man, her in red. Oh, God, that's gorgeous. I don't know. I'd have the same look, too, if someone touched me when I was trying to sleep. In the way that, you know, she's just running from room to room. There's the Patrick McNee we know and love, damn it. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> okay, I've the other heard. thing that we have not mentioned here uh-huh. is the score. The score is wonderful. Yeah. Okay, you're definitely bleeding, my friend. You defended no one. No, it's a fucking police car going by the house. No, I I hear the I hear the uh, movie. Just so you know. I love how quieter his voice got when he started saying that. Yep.
You notice she's wearing green now with gold uh, gold flecks were uh, walked in. No. Now, who is this guy? I know him as an actor. I don't know. I love this. Oh, yeah, this is great. I've had her. I've already had that doubtful pleasure. Okay, Stephen, give me give give me a uh, give me a time frame here. Give me a time. Okay. Oh wait, wrong button. Uh, thirty-one minutes, uh, twenty-three seconds. Okay, so I'm a little ahead of you. I'm right past the part where he throws the dagger down. And then it turns right, into okay. the sword. Yeah, I'm at the swords right now. Yeah. Why are you training someone who wants to fucking kill you? I don't know. You think you're above all this. You think you're untouchable. That's about the only reason I can come up with. Or he's just a dumbass. That too. Could be one of the two. But he's not a dumbass. He's not. No. I'm talking about the guy who's training him, period. Ha 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 He learns really fast. True. Wouldn't you say? True. Yes, very much so. He is just so elegant in this damn movie. Oh, he is. Give us up to simple torture. Because if you did, then in a way you would have lost. <sighs> uh, 
However, I'm pleased to find that you've given me a Just so nasty. Yeah, and 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 the fact that someone's actually out thunk out thought him, not thunk thought. Yeah. That's. That's how I felt sitting on a cold toilet in the morning. I make the same noises. <laughs> yeah, but I love how subtly he's corrupting her. But he doesn't want to corrupt it too. This plays more like a play than an actual oh, movie. Well, it's very it's very cinematic. Notice they're always yeah. moving toward the camera. You know, I mean, it's very cinematic, but you're absolutely right. This could be done as a play. Like a Shakespearean play. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that how you feel when you show somebody some fucked up movie, Carl? Yes. I want to come and join. Like last night. Yeah. I want to come and bathe you into the joys of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, last night's movie was the joys of LSD, but that's beside the point. Yeah. I've always wondered, was Hazel Court's character just like Jane Asher when she first ran into uh, Prospero? Absolutely. I would think so. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, So Hazel Court, just so you know, um, this was probably her... Last big role. Uh, yeah. uh, she did a lot of TV series afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, she was also in The Raven, which is another, uh, uh, in The Premature Burial. I love The um, Raven. Oh, yeah, so do I. Dr. Blood's Coffin. She did a, a, a lot of horror and, and, and uh, Grand Guignol. Uh, and the man who could cheat death. Yeah. Anton Diffring. Oh, I love that right there is when he uh, stabbed, she stabbed herself with a cross. You've seen the smoke come off her chest rather than just the burn yep. appearing. Mm-hmm. And here comes uh, the subplot kicking in again. He's good. Oh, are you kidding? He's absolutely fantastic. 
I mean, I love the fact that they include this uh, sub sub story. I mean, mm-hmm. a way to mix in two short stories into it. Mm-hmm. Well, two, yeah, two short stories. As we were talking before, he's best known for uh, a Clockwork Orange. We're talking I'm, about, I'm, I'm talking about the little dude, not McNee. McNee's always oh, okay. good. Say, saying McNee's good is like saying water's wet. Yeah, but I, I want to just make a point of a specific film he was in that I happen to love that nobody else seems to love. And... Um, and I'm trying to remember Demons of the Mind, which I just I love him. In oh, that. That, and that's just, a good movie. I just wish we would get a good cut of it. True, and then of course, uh, uh, um, Doctor Jekyll and Mrs. Osborne too. Oh God, yeah, I've actually got that one on Blu-ray. I've got I that on that DVD. Yeah, I know. I gave it to you. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> and let's not forget, he was also in the final program, too. Yeah. But I do love how they're playing this. He's letting them play this mind game with, with each other, you know. Yep. Oh, yeah. The white door. Uh, in the white room with white curtains. <laughs> and white doors. And Jim Morrison. <laughs> no, that was Sorry. green. Uh, no, no, no. White doors. Jim Morrison. Get the joke? Yeah. Yeah, but I prefer in the song that I actually pretty much refer to this. In the white room with the white doors at the station. Uh, the upside the down clock, by the way. Yeah, but do you see the screw up on the scene? Not offhand. The cross is on the wrong side. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love the fact that she's trying, you know, she's supposedly acting so nice to her. Everybody's just a duplicitous, two-faced, Mother, father in this movie. So, so just to make it clear, if you have an upside down cross tattoo, you are, you are screwed. Okay. Or everyone you gave yourself, or you gave yourself a cross tattoo. Right. Or you got but a tattoo you, by someone with dyslexia. 
<laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> You dare to leave the safety of this car. There is no safety for me here. God. Is that a key or a gun? Put the gun. Yep. A little gun. I need a little gun. Oh, yeah, well, I do love it, you know. But, okay, so here we are. Take a look at this scene. How she goes from dark to light, and you can see the back of her cloak, and 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 how they've got this lit with the candles. So if she's near a candle, it's lit. But if she if she goes past, it's not. It's wonderfully done. Yeah. Did they even have playing cards back then in medieval times? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. They okay. They did. I was just showing, I was just expounding on my ignorance. And this hat movie has one of my all-time favorite, if not favorite, movie posters. Mhm. Oh, it does. One where it shows uh, Richard Price—I mean Vincent Price's face—but it's made up of uh, maybe fifty to a hundred little faces. Everything about this movie is gorgeous. This is definitely a very creepy and atmospheric scene. Oh, yeah. I couldn't see anyone but Rogue film this. But this really is Rogue before he went full Rogue. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the other gentleman with them, Ludovico, is um, Nigel Green. Yeah. Who's a very fine father. actor also. With me, the first time you was watching this, you're like, man, this is just too damn easy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you on poker night, no. Carl? What? Yeah, more or less. I heard something. You. Ah, oh, set out and play. Play. I still play a game of poker every morning on the computer. I have to. I, I have to play one poker game in a day. Yeah. I love how this is supposed to be an action scene, but it doesn't play like an action scene. This movie goes against any of the rules that you would expect. 
fact, you know, like this right here. Mm-hmm. And I love that shock zoom into uh I love that shock zoom into Price's face. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. It's a boar's head. Yeah. Oh man, I want to eat now. Seriously. I think we're at the banquet now. The Yeah, this is the banquet. The four the four mask. Okay. And the word mask is another way of saying dance. Right, Carl? Carl. Well, Carl, we lost Carl for a moment. But here we are with Richard Pryor and Crush Delva, and we're at the, pretty much we're at the last part of the movie when everything that's been brewing so far comes into play. Welcome back. I got raptured. It happens. Yeah, but yeah, mask is uh, no, means dance. Mhm. And masquerade comes from dancing. You know, covered mask, covered dance. Right. Well, basically, now, it's a ball. It's 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 a large uh, congregation where everybody dances in celebration yeah. of something. I love That's the way what a he's throwing, yeah. I love the way he's just throwing these daggers down. Oh yeah. Oh, and look at her hair. Look how red it is now. Absolutely. Why is it when he says entertainment, it translates into someone's going to get fucked? Yep. <laughs> Love thy neighbor. I have devised a plan whereby each may have the honor and glory of saving the other's life. There are five daggers here. One of them is impregnated with a poison that kills in five Oh, I forgot that's what he was doing it for. I thought he was just doing it for dramatic intent. No. That's beautiful. Yep. I love the look on his face when that guy is looking at him. Yeah. 
That's what this is all about. He's like, you're not scared? Holy shit, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) And they all want to see him die. Look at that woman eating the chicken. Yeah. All debts must be paid. Jack at chick, jack at chicken, all baby, suck it, baby, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sorry, bad. She, she's doing it, not me. She's the one doing the innuendo. They all want him to die. She enjoys it too much. Damn, he's a pussy. I love how their faces just show their characters. Hazel Quartz enjoys it too much, and uh, McNee's just the wuss. Yeah. Actually, he's telling the truth there. Yeah. I'm sorry, motherfucker, but yeah. Holy, you broke the rules. Fuck. I do love that. You're a bad man. Yes, but I'll live and you'll die. Fuck you. Yeah. God, he's so good. And I'm sorry that the person who is her love interest... Just, he's probably the weakest part of this whole film. Well, he's supposed to be. Yeah. Just like uh, the whole Hot Toad side story, which is just right. about to kick in the gear. It's so far in the background that, you know, until the shit hits the fan. Exactly. And of course, a lot of this is about the upper class, lower class. Uh, yeah. You know, and how the upper class treats the lower class, and 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 the, uh, uh, you know, how unfair that is. Look what she's holding. Mm-hmm. What's the importance of what she's holding? I I I, I can't answer that. It's been so long rose. since I've seen the red oh, yeah. rose. The last time we seen that red rose was at the beginning with the old woman. Right. Oh, I love this. Oh, this is an incredible sequence. It's an incredible sequence. And people wonder, well, why do you love the Andrade movie so much? 
because you got films like Moonshine Mountain, you got brutal action films, but you also got gems like this and Cockfighter. Right. And there he is. I love what he's playing. Mm-hmm. I love whenever they show the Red Death, he's playing Taro. Never known who played him. No, and he's not—he's not credited either. No. I love that, don't you? What weapon do yeah. you use against him? Life. Look at the card in his hand. Yep. If I'm right, and I don't think they ever show it, that's the fool, ain't it? Right. So subtle, right, Carl? Yep. Will this become hot? It will become uncomfortably warm. And if you notice, whenever Hop Hop Toad is around him, that knife is always out. Yes. Is it me or is Patrick you know, Neese's the, character a dumbass right now? Yeah. But the main thing about this film more than anything else is the atmosphere. And the atmosphere, yeah. you know, with the fog and everything and the way it's lit, it's all Nicholas Rogue. I mean, this yeah. must have been Roger Corman's easiest directing credit ever. Yeah. Because it's... And the raven there. Now notice the colors. Notice the reds. You're going to yeah. see much, much more of that from here on in. Like I said, the red's in the window because that's the only way they had to light the fucking room. Right, but Hazel Court is now in red. Yeah. You know, you've seen red all over the place. And this is a dr- and this is a trippy little scene. Oh, absolutely. God. It's like the whole thing has been shot through uh gauze. Through gauze. Still mirror. Yeah. Could you see that weird l- reflection, you know? Mm-hmm. Where everything is slightly off. 
Well, he does it between two things. He, he double exposes for one. And yeah. then the other thing is, is he uses gauze in the fog to even lighten the fog. So that yeah. you see the background dancer there. It's very, very faded and almost like uh, um, double exposed. Here's Carl on a Saturday night. <laughs> years and years ago, by the way. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. He says... God, I love this score. If you remember, this scene wasn't in the TV cut. No, it wasn't. If you really look at it, these are different religious outfits they're wearing. Aztec, Egyptian priest. No, that's more of a Tibetan. Oriental. Yeah. Yeah. Oriental. That would be a Zulu priest. Yes. Did Bill Gunn direct this scene? Maybe. There's a good chance (laughs) of it. Okay, so the music, the score is by David Lee. And I just wanted to give him credit. Oh man, look at that shot of Hazel Court. The red, oh, that's all you hear, see instead of the black. That is yeah. just amazing. And that look in her face like, I done fucked up. Yep. Notice this is all done silently. And yes, Carl, this is a wonderful film to see at the drive-in. Oh, absolutely. On a big screen? Without a doubt. Yeah. Outdoors? Look at that. We're not saying much that. because we're all gawking at the at at the uh, rooms. I want the candelabra, damn it! Oh, absolutely! Oh, notice the toilet seat there. Yeah, when I was in uh, high school, I'd already seen this, and uh, my uh, literature teacher was like, "How can I show them?" a good way of showing them the rooms from uh, Mask of the Red Death. 
And I brought my copy of this from home. Nice. Yeah. And and look at that shot of the clock, man. I know. I love that, that clock. Just, but that and shot with that, the pendulum going yeah, in front. The floor and just damn. Yeah, seriously. And the blueberries, the uh, ice, and the white. Uh-huh. The candles. Oh. Uh, and his... And his nice little uh, 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 nod to the birds. Do you know what was funny about what she just did? What? She just did a hawk noise while she was screaming. The yeah. girl in yellow. She's with in the mind. <laughs> Did you expect something that outwardly humorous this late in the film, Carl? Yep. We should celebrate. She's with a friend of mine. Fuck you. I wish to save our bodies. You left us. You expect an impunity of his heart. If we must die, let's die like human beings. You have not seen the Red Death. You've not seen the dungeons of Prospero. Oh, such a cute little kid. Don't be frightened. Come with me. This is Gino. I must give her every child. Yeah, I'd do that in that situation. Yeah. What do you want? Mercy, great prince. This is all that is left in and the winter is cut from the freezing wind. There is no shelter. The Gaberno is the fox. Okay, it's bleeding over again. They will be frozen over. There is no food. Then store up nuts like the squirrel. Give us a food. Store us nuts like the squirrel. Fuck. You came, you will die. Then die. If you refuse to go, then die here. I'll survive. I've never understood that little angle of him. He's supposed to be the evil son of a bitch, but he won't let him kill the child. Because he wants the child to die the red death. Hey, look, it's Peter Sellers, Carl. Yeah. Isn't this like uh, the ending of a certain movie you like? Oh, absolutely. The only survivors of the village have just come to the castle walls. Only six 
Notice her hair, too. You're right about the hair. Yeah. And of course, it's all it's all in a bunch now. It's not. And here you have the dance. The mask right behind them. Yeah. And we're getting to the closure of one of the, I think, the last sub plot of this movie. And how do you like that? He's becoming like a bad motherfucker right here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, the, mm-hmm. uh, what I was going to say is, the funny thing is, this is an hour and a half movie, right? Uh-huh. And yet it feels longer. It, and, and that's not a bad thing. No. The pacing in that is perfect because it just brings you along slowly until you yeah. get to the end. And then all hell breaks loose. I love the fact that they didn't give him any face. Yeah. It is kind of odd, isn't it? Her voice, because uh, they had to use a little girl. Oh, absolutely. Just look at <laughs> the game is almost over. Yeah. So this is the mask. Now notice, it's also called a ball. It's community dancing. It's a type of folk dance that everyone uh, participates in. And that's what a mask is. And the mask is that thing they got on their faces. That too. (laughs) God, how can you not love him? Seriously. Our 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 ape man. Oh, McNee, yeah, I love how this ends up. Oh, this is just 
This is great. Yeah, I know. I love it. I mean, look, Prospero knows what's going down. He don't have to. <laughs> In the story, he makes uh, the costume out of... Uh, Fur and tar. Mm hmm. This is great. Yeah. And the punchline is just so beautiful coming up here in a few seconds. Beautiful. Yeah. I love the way uh, Price looked at her. Yeah. I love how everything floats from one incident to the other, and there's no like shock pain, you know. No, no. Everything. Look how this is edited. It is wonderful. Yeah, like I said, looks like they're floating from room to room, you know. Exactly. Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. Look at that. Look at those colors. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that mask of his. And, of course, the great reveal here. Yeah. That's who you are. you dog picking. This is such a great, great, great film. On your knees. 
I would like to see your face. There is no face of death until the moment of your own death. I am only one Love this speech. Mm-hmm. All, not all. I knew I was right. I knew that I've won. The time of unmasking. Is now. They begin to show their naked faces. I love that mask. Just that with the oh. fringes and the gold. Oh. And look at the faces of the people. Do you see it? The red on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just wonderful. God. And the no, A.G. Lewis did not play the drums for this thing. No. Nope. I do love that. Yeah. And again, I cannot stress how much the score by David Lee has a lot to do with this, too. And the choreography here. This is just amazing. And that beautiful way they do that, to go up real close to the red cloak and then have it fall or just that little... And then everybody's red. It's it's uh, wonderful. Yeah. Quiet it's gotten. sound like Christopher Lee there. I'll, yeah. give you, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's always been the odd thing about his character is how he was uh, so gentle with the girl and Francesca. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you don't expect is him to be human. Right. Death has no master. Satan killed him. 
Each man creates his own God for himself. His own heaven. And look at the strobe effect on, on him. Yeah. Of course. Is now. Nice. I do love that. Every man creates their own heaven and their own hell. Their own hell. Which, of course, is a direct quote from Poe. Yeah. Direct quote. I do love oh, how it mixes in, like I said, all sorts of po- poems and stuff. This is just amazing camera work. Oh, God. Yeah. Everything is pretty much amazing in this movie. Nicholas Rogue and uh, Corman just totally knocked this out of the freaking park. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, the best of the Poe films. And there are some really good ones. Yeah. And no, the Witchfinder General don't count because that wasn't a Poe film. No, that was not. God, look at that. Yeah. The choreography, just amazing. And how Bergman is that? Bergman-esque is that? It's you know, extremely Bergman-esque. Especially the de- look of death. That's exactly yeah. how he looked. Except that he, they used uh, white. White lenses, too. And then, you know, that's another thing. Yeah. Is the use of wide and then very, very close up. And using them in tandem. Yeah. And I love how they use white right next to the black. God. Why should you be afraid, Doris? Your soul has been dead for a long time. I love that. Oh, just amazing. Yeah, why should you be afraid to die? Your soul has been dead for a long time. And this. Yes. Hello, brother. How was your night? Busy. <laughs> Morning. And then, of course, instead of the chess game, you've got the cards. This eternity of wandering. Ten thousand feet where I walked. I am very tired. 
the weariness of those to whom we bring rest burdens you. What of you, brother? I called many peasants and prince, the worthy and the dishonest. Only a left. Young man and woman, dwarf and tiny dancer, his child, and an old man still at the village. So goes the glory of God. Or is that so goes the glory of man? Mm-hmm. And darkness and decay and the red death held immutable dominion over all. Overall. That is such a gorgeous end scene right there. Oh, absolutely. All all the different colors of the robe. Just just an amazing. Yeah. Samuel Nicholson and Steve Yarkoff. And yes, this was a big hit. Yeah, this was a big hit when it came out, and I'm not shocked. No, not at all. Oh, and I love this. Oh, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Hazel Court is Juliana. And Jane Asher. Asher is Francesca. David West and Nigel Green, Patrick McNee, The Hanging Man. Yep. Great cast. King of uh, Swords. The production design is just as Daniel Holler. Did an incredible job on the production. Of course, we've talked a lot about Nicholas Rowe. Yeah. I just, I mean, this is just pure gorgeousness. And I can just see so many movies that have taken this look, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Choreography even, by Jack uh, Carter. Yeah. If you look at Baba's uh, Lisa and the Devil, one of my favorites. The big opening credits have these end credits. Mm-hmm. Roger Price. Charles Beaumont and R. White Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. Great. Uh, putting everything together, all the different Produced by Roger Foreman. And look at what the last credit said, directed by Roger Corman. Nice. <laughs> Le Mort Death. I mean, seriously, what a great film. Yeah, what a very. Great film. Just, you can't get much better than that. 
You certainly cannot. I'm sorry. No. And like I said, I've seen this at the drive-in itself. I know that's just bragging, but I'm not because it actually worked great at the drive-in. Now, when did you see it? Was it one of uh, one of the drive-in shows you go to? Yeah, it was uh, drive-in fest night, and they had uh, it opened with a uh, pit and a pendulum. And then uh, Mask of the Red Death. Okay. Uh, Tumalagia, a.k.a. that asshole cat. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 Haunted Palace. Nice. Nice. Haunted Palace is the one that if you watched it on TV, I can understand why you don't like it. I didn't like it when I watched it on TV. Is that the one with with Poe as the character at the beginning? No, that's the one with uh, Cross Between Dagon, the case of Charles Dexter Ward, and a couple of other... uh, Lovecraft stories. It's the best of their Lovecraft films if you get to see it on the drive-in or the big screen. But if you watch it on TV, it's not that good. But yeah, yeah, the main reason I picked that night is just so I could see Mask of the Red Death. (laughs) Oh, that is such a gorgeous film. It's seriously gorgeous. Yeah. I remember seeing that on TV, and my parents wanted me to stop watching it, and, and, and they looked at it like, I, you know, and they decided that I could watch it. I must have been about six or seven at the time. I was still in braces. And, and man, I loved it. I loved it. And then I got to see it in the 70s. They ran it on HBO for a while. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I looked the movie channel. They ran it on TMC, and and oh. I saw it again, and it was, oh. And I, I did get the, the, uh, did get the DVD the, of it, too. Yeah, I watched it first on the VHS. I never did get the double feature DVD because I would rather go burn in hell while you singing uh, the complete collection of... Uh, uh, well, you singing Stranger the Night for eight hours, then get the uh, premature burial. I don't care what was on it. Right. <laughs> As you gotcha. guess, I didn't like the premature burial. That movie is just not good. It, it's it, it's certainly one of the weakest. It's not Cry the Banshee, but it's close. At least Cry of the Banshee doesn't have uh, Ray Malayan going, Oh no, I'm still alive! I'm still alive, (laughs) damn you! Yeah, yeah. Ray Malayan, not one of my favorite actors. I hate to say that, but it's true. I forget what he was doing, but Price was supposed to be in it, but then another project came up. 
Yep. But, but that yes, happens. Uh, thank you guys for watching. And uh, next time we talked about this movie like two or three times, and I think we should really get it out over with because I know how much Carl loves this movie and probably wants to get it off the list. And that would be the Gorgor Girls. Oh, oh, we've got to do the Gorgor. Absolutely. Because yeah. we've already loved on it like twice. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that. You just let me know when you got it scheduled and, and I'll come on, Stephen. Not a problem. Yeah. And thank you all for listening and uh just remember this. It don't matter what you like. Watch what you want, because there's too many buttholes out here in the scene right now that will go, you like that piece of crap? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All I know is I like it. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Right, girl? Yep, I agree. Again? Thank you for coming out to the drive-in, everybody. And say good night, Carl. Good night, Carl. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I really must say Oh, good night, sweetheart Good night Good night, sweetheart Well, it's time to go Good night, sweetheart Well, it's time to go I hate to leave you I really must say Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.